Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Soul Cocooning. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and today is Monday, October 31st, a day which, if you were on Bards FM or Bards FM Bended Knee today, we've de- redeclared and renamed Kingdom Day. I refuse to deal with the horrors in which is going on tonight other than to pray for it, and I will not participate with it by name. But today is Kingdom Day and Kingdom Evening, so enjoy. We're going to get into some good stuff tonight. Before we begin... Make sure you're going to sleep well. And how do you sleep well? Well, you need a good pillow. You need a crazy good pillow, in fact. And you need, you need super comfortable sheets. And you need to have a great mattress. And then you need to have something to keep you warm, which would be things like a fantastically great comforter. And I can tell you right where you need to go. You need to head on over to MyPillow, MyPillow.com. And you're going to use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. I bet you didn't even figure that one out, did you? That's a surprise. Shocker, right there, BARDS Nation. And if you really want to get special, you can go to MyPillow.com forward slash BARDS, and that's our home landing page right there on the MyPillow site. And you can use that promo code for all sorts of fantastic things like sheets that are incredibly comfortable, like the Giza cotton sheets like the MyPillow Classic, which is an unbeatable pillow, like a mattress that is like super comfortable or maybe a mattress topper or maybe a comforter. And then in the morning when you get up and you're like, what am I going to do? And you're like, first thing I'm going to do is put my my slippers on. And with that, you're going to be off and running and your day is going to be great. And then if you have to go running after demons, you can put your my slippers on and know that you are wholly protected with all terrain, all weather, my slippers. (laughs) It's pretty good. Anyway, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards. Check it out. I'm telling you, it's worth it. You'll be happy. And if you really want to speak to a real live person, you're saying, I just can't deal with this digital world enough. Well, they've got that covered for you, too, because you just call 800-975-2939, 800-975-2939, and you'll have a Patriot Pillow Counselor on the phone that will help you walk you right through every need you have, including that special pillow that you know you don't need, but you must have because you already have 10 of them at home, but you're going to need another. MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards. All right, Patriots. So what I was talking about today as we start up tonight is really the perspective that we keep getting sucked into the power of their influence, and I'm really getting tired of it. This day, if we don't understand it, this is the end of Sawway. And over the span of the month, starting this year at October 10th is when it started, moving all the way through today to today, the 31st, just so I put this in context so nobody gets confused as everyone's trying to play demon and devil out here in their their costuming, this period of time represents over 100,000 child sacrifices across the world, blood sacrifices for their most holy period. It is the most treacherous period of the year for children. And there's plenty of testimonies of children that have been held in their holding cells, these these ritual tortures, where they tell the stories of not knowing whether they would be the ones selected to go through the brutal sacrifice. This is what tonight represents. It's not about candy and it's not about whatever. Tonight represents the most unholy of all nights where tonight there will be a round-the-clock bloodletting starting shortly, starting late, and it will go bloodletting until they stop to bring power of the dark side into this world as they murder children and do so in the most horrific and painful ways. Just to underline that point, I want you to hear a little piece here by Laura Logan from her upcoming series she's building on child sex trafficking. 
but I don't get it. The children. You just, mm-hmm. you got to, I still have, I have such a problem with this. You got to explain this one to me. And he said, um, well, first of all, you're looking at it the wrong way. I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, they don't define children the way you do. They don't define the world the way you do. The choices that you face are not their choices, right? They have a, they look at it completely differently. And, uh, and I said, well, okay, so how do they look at it? And he said, for them, everything is defined by their one fundamental all-consuming purpose. I said, which is what? He said, to defeat God, right? Because this is the moment. I mean, for them, it's about uh, the real God. The true gods are them and Satan, yeah. them, mm-hmm. right? It's and so he said, children, right. are, children are the closest thing on earth to God because mm-hmm. we are created in the image of God. And as, you know, from the moment we're created, we haven't had time to, uh, to you know, to be corrupted and to stray. So for them, the younger you are, the closer you are to God, the more pain they can inflict on God. So the more you can make a baby or a small child suffer, the greater your victory over God. And that is the only consideration for them. Outside of that doesn't exist. They live a lie, but then nonetheless, they extol enormous pain. And she said something that's very critical, as which is truth, which is they the children are not yet corrupted. We are corrupted. We live in a parasitic world is the easiest way to say it. Now, last week, we had a great interview sec- segment or two nights or two shows, I should say, with Dr. Lee Merritt. And she and I had a lot of discussions about the parasites. Parasites are both physical and spiritual. And it's really important to understand this from the physical point of view. And we go back to medicine pre-pharmakia period, which is we're in. And pharmakia is itself, understand, that's, that's the framework of magic, black magic. And that's what all of the Western medicine is now based on. And what most people don't realize, or maybe they don't want to realize, is when they brought out this COVID shot, this death shot, They were literally doing blood sacrifices to empower that shot with the powers of demonic forces. Old medicine used to be based, ancient medicine used to be based on two principal issues, the cleansing of the body and the cleansing of the soul. So it was a spiritual cleansing and there was a physical cleansing. Today, everything, and with that, the parasites were purged, but it's critical to understand that they realized that there was a parasitic existence in the spiritual realm. It's the idea that the more the things are clinging on to us, they draw down your physical energy and they draw down your spiritual energy. Today, we solve things with taking a pill and it'll make you better. It'll all go away because it makes you feel better. All of this is just, it's all pharmakia, meaning it's all their black magic. And all they're doing is constantly keeping people's energy low. In the occult, they have something called soul cocooning. It doesn't exist in our lexicon here because what's been happened very strategically over the last 400 years, especially since the age of reason, which as I mentioned in the interview with or the show we did with Brad Cummings and I, it really should be called the age of darkness. They eradicated the idea in our thinking that the supernatural even exists. Our world now is defined by five senses, touch, Taste, smell, sight, hearing. That's it. And if it doesn't fit those five senses, it doesn't exist. That's not the world of the biblical world. All one has to do is read anywhere in the Bible, and you can see that the spiritual is, exists very, very prevalently. What's even crazier is that the occult begins their belief in the world that the spiritual world is dominant and they're only here in the physical to manifest the spiritual. That's the way it used to be in faith, in Christian faith. Now it's we are a meat sack here and that somehow we're supposed to find our way to God and that's and God's there when we have to pay a credit card bill we can't pay 
when our mortgage is past due or when we want to dream about getting a new house, a new car, or some physical thing. It's complete garbage. And we're not looking at the power of what we have. God gave us dominion. Christ was given rulership over the heavens and the earth, and the rule of of the earth was given to the sons of men, God's sons of men, sons of God. That's what I mean to say, sons of God. So here we are, and tonight this rampant evil is laughing in our face as people go about celebrating their holiday of blood sacrifice. I won't do it. So let me continue on with the idea of soul cocooning. Everything in this world they have designed to draw our energy down. In the world of black magic and and world of like warlocks and witches, the idea of soul cocooning is that they can put on spells on people and they can draw the spiritual energy down of, of the soul to such a degree. They don't kill the body, but they weaken the soul so much that they can open the opportunity for demonic forces to enter into the physical body, possess it, and therefore it can overcome the native soul that's within there, but it becomes trapped. It's like you would be in a prison that you can, you're conscious, but you have no control over your body because you have no energy left. It's been drained down. Now, for some, this is going to be like, oh, okay, whatever. That's like third world belief systems. That's voodoo. That's nonsense. Okay. Like I always say, that's okay. You can believe that. But let's now talk about the vaccine. Let's just talk about what they've done with this. And let's talk about the mechanics of this. See, this injection is based on a few critical things. Graphene oxide. It's based on a nanotech. And as we put these things together, as increasingly the picture is growing, it, it starts to manifest and we realize what we're dealing with is what is, we're referring to now as a nanobiosynthetic parasite. Meaning that this has nanotech in it. It's biosynthetic. It's been created by synthetic biology. And it's a parasite. What does a parasite do? A parasite leeches. It draws out energy. Now, the one symptom that's consistent across the board for every person that takes this shot is they will tell you they are low on energy because this nanosynthetic bioparasite is drawing their energy down. And even in talking with Dr. Merritt, if you want to reference, go back to the second interview of last week, and we discussed this point that this is literally a spiritual war of spiritual forces but that what's happening here is they're opening the door, the opportunity to have dark energy, demonic energy, whatever you want to call, enter through the portals that they're creating with this nanosynthetic bio agent, this, this parasite. And the bridge that they've created is through 5G. And I don't know exactly how that works. Theoretically, I get how it works. But they've created a sense in the body that they're draining the body's spiritual energy down. So let's look at what happens when we talk about soul draining. This is real stuff here. And this is what I'm going to get into. This is the, the effects of what happens. And there's counselors that actually deal with this. And just so you know, one of the big things you learn in dealing in, in like high-level operations with people, you have to be very aware and you identify people that will drain energy and people that will give energy. Because when you do that, you, when you understand how to manage that, you understand how to manage a group. That's trained in the CIA, just so I say it. And so they train this idea of identifying those that are soul leeches or energy leeches and those people that are energy givers. Because as you position yourself accordingly in a room, the effects are extremely real. You can literally position yourself on one side of a person who's an energy giver and you can draw, drain their energy down to start draining their full energy and presence in a meeting down. You can also position yourself in such a way as to use other people's leeching capability to draw other people's energies down. This is, these are known techniques in, in, in operations. So 
when I say all this, we're talking about something that is that may sound foreign to you. It may sound even mystical to you. It is not mystical. The idea that we have a certain level of energy that literally some people are takers and others are givers. But there's more takers than there are givers in energy. And that has resulted over generations of being drained down in a system that's constantly leeching off of people. Now, just listen to some of these effects of soul draining. One, it reduces confidence and it increases doubt. Now, think about the power that these things have on controlling people. It enhances the power of toxic thoughts, emotions, toxic emotions, unpleasant memories, and it increases the potential for unpleasant account encounters because, as we say, negativity draws negativity. And then you frame things in the world in a negative way. You start to see the world so negatively that your energy levels are so low that you start, you cease to see the world through the beauty of the kingdom and you start to see the world through the lens of Lucifer. Let me give you a real example of this. This comes from a tweet. It's a great discussion about what a tweet that was put up on Twitter. Take a listen. Something on Twitter just happened that made me realize how insane we are starting to become as humans. So this tweet went viral earlier this week. A lady said, my husband and I wake up every morning and bring our coffee out to our garden and sit and talk for hours every morning. It never gets old and we never run out of things to talk to. Love him so much. You know, pretty innocent tweet. And this was the first reply I seen under the tweet. It said, this is cute and all, but did you think of all the people who wake up to work grueling hours, wake up on the streets alone or with chronic pain before posting this? You should be mindful next time before bragging about your picture perfect life. You might upset someone. Now, when I say the communication method on social media is insane, I mean that technically speaking, because insanity is defined by the inability to perceive, behave or socially interact normally. And responding to somebody expressing a joyful aspect of their life with a crisis dump is not a normal way to socially interact. And the other replies get even worse. Someone else said, I wake up every day with chronic pain and wash my OCD medication down with an iced oat milk latte. But whatever, potato, potato, am I right? And this one was one of the crazier ones. They said, a lot of people didn't wake up this morning at all and the only coffee they get is the bullets from the gun that shot them dead because they live in a war zone. But I'm glad you're able to enjoy your mornings. We're constantly approaching and honestly diving headfirst into this weird place where the social norms and proper etiquette of real life no longer apply to the internet. The rules that govern normal human interaction and the real life consequences that can result if you act contrary to these rules are almost completely absent from social media. That's why you see people saying the most out of line shit in TikTok comments. If this was real life with real life consequences, nobody would be half as bold as they are in the comment section. And this is kind of scary once you think about how much time we spend connected to these apps. This is just a warning. Be very cognizant with how you engage and interact with people online. If you're not careful, you could be easily sucked in and subconsciously become accustomed to this insane way of communicating. It's much more than that. And while I agree with his general assessment, it's much more than that. The reason people are increasingly in this state is that everything around us is vipering out energy. It's literally a, like a vampiric effect of draining energy. And when you add to that what's happening with this injection, it's draining and sucking down energy. You've put machines, in a simple sense, you've put machines within your body, if you took the injection, and they're building and they're forming and they're reassembling and assembling and they're using up energy. That means they're draining energy from your energy core. And the energy source of us is the heart. So this, this magnetic engine that we have is sitting there pumping away and we are being drawn down and all of this is having an effect on soul energy which sets us in a state where increasingly we can't ward off anything the problem we have in this world is we put ourselves in this life first as that is our predominant realm the predominant realm is the spiritual realm and we're simply living out the physical that's the inversion, and it's been a very effective inversion, in fact, so much so that, like I said earlier, the occult gets it. They understand where, they, where their primary realm is and what this realm is. We invert it because we believe the lie that somehow, one, Satan doesn't exist, two, the Satan or Satan doesn't have any power, and two, that the demonic realm, the realm of the supernatural, doesn't exist at all. It's just fantasy. 
even though scripturally it talks about it everywhere. We're in a very real spiritual war. And the greatest success that the enemy has had is to convince the world, what the devil has done is convince the world that there is no such thing as a spiritual war, that the real war is before us. So we look at things like that comment there that people are just getting crazy. People are being drained down. And what's happening in the effects of soul draining, again, is as you get into this, you start to lose your ability to see anything through a positive lens. Everything becomes weakened. It's the first steps in what is then leads to soul cocooning. Once they get the soul down to a certain level and they've drained the energy down low enough, then the opening is there for demonic forces to take greater and greater hold. What's the one thing that can reverse it? Oh, I think this will come as a shock to everybody. Prayer and repentance. Which means you have to accept Christ in your life. These aren't flippant things, but we're not taught this. Because what's happened is if you're going to accept Jesus, that becomes a saving machine so that the church can mark, and it does happen. The Baptist Church literally sent the Baptist Church Coalition sends out a sheet every month that says, how many people did you save? How many people did you get close to Jesus? Like it's supposed to be a tally. This whole thing is a process of getting people re-equipped and strengthened to fight in this war. And since we are not keeping that up, and things are getting drained down, when you add all this other things to this, like disbelief in God, the acceptance of agnostic belief, or worse, an atheist belief, there is no protection to keep that energy up. And there you now, and we've witnessed, what, 60 to almost 70% of the Western population has taken the injection? They're all being primed for soul cocooning. Now, in the, in a, cultic world, in the occult world, what they would dream of having happen, and I'm not going to tell you it will happen, but I will tell you what their vision of this will be, is that when you can create enough drainage on the soul energy and you can cocoon people's soul, meaning they become so weak, through ritual sacrifice and additional things like CERN and a few other crazy stuff like that, they can manifest demonic forces to take hold and take occupation of the physical body. Remember, these demons that are out here don't have any physical form. That's what they try to seek. And so part of this is they're like leeches attaching onto the, what we don't see. And if they can get it drained low enough, there is the ability for a demonic force to take hold within the body. That's the occult belief, which I think can be well established, but we'll leave it there for now. And that's literally the process which they're trying to lead to. Now, the irony of all of this, while I say it's an occult belief, if you talk to other people that are looking in the medical field, they're starting to see other things as well. Dr. Kerry Midday has made the comment that, this, that whatever's in people is demonic that it even has an, and even approaches potentially a sentient awareness. Dr. Lee Merritt and I had that conversation the other night, that there is the potential for a demonic force to enter into the body by draining down the energy of the body through this nanosynthetic biological parasite. So you start to put these things together, and interestingly, the conversations that are happening on the good side and the real empirical science and the occult side starts to sound a whole lot similar. Soul cocooning then it becomes very real in a, in a true framework of what we're looking at as this is drained down so far that when the soul is drained down to such a degree, there's no way to fight back from a, a, another force taking you over. And I believe there's even a, we can find a great scripture in this in reference and revelation where they will wish to find, to have death, but they will not be able to, to have it. The reason this is a, an interpretation of that would be soul cocooning, where you are literally trapped within your body, unable to do anything, but possessed and taken over by outside forces. That could be a variety of things. That could be a 5G connection with AI that's now running your neural processors because this AI and parasitic infections all over your brain, or it could be even a demonic force. But this is very real in the war that we're in. 
And we're going to be seeing an increasing levels of negativity as we go forward because people that are not shielded and not connected in faith and the power of the, of the love of the kingdom are now fighting this war on their own. And there's no way that you can stand in this place without the protection of the kingdom's power, without the, beauty, the protection of Christ. You cannot stand in this fight alone. If you do, you are going to be drawn down increasingly to a darker and darker place, overwhelmed by negativity, overwhelmed by anger, overwhelmed by anxieties, overwhelmed by low energy, overwhelmed by unpleasant thoughts and dreams. Everything then frames on a negative space. And it's not simply saying you need to get over it. There has to be a process back through it. Other things that can happen as you drain down soul energy you, is that you become weakened to a degree that you're easily overpowered by a me-centric people or communities. The entire progressive left movement is based on me, the worship of self. And as they become more boisterous and they become more vocal and powerful in their, in their moments with other people that are, they're around, those that they're around that are being drained down be, become weakened and ultimately acquiesce to the beliefs of what the others are because it's too difficult to fight them. There's this other, there's the other issues that in a reduced energy like this, the immune system is dropped down. We've already mentioned the spiritual energy and the physical energy that has been reduced. And on all of that as well, it reduces the focus, ability to focus, the ability to maintain a positive motivation and an ability to maintain mental clarity. All of that happens over a period of time of what we would call soul draining. And then you end up, and soul cocooning is the ultimate goal. This is where you end up in a perspective of the world because you can't see the glory of what is potential in the kingdom. You can only see what you're being framed to see in this world of the physical. Listen to this. I think it's a civil war. I, I truly do. Really? Yes, I, I, I think that's I think that's the only thing that's gonna that's gonna bring America back together after this election if we lose. That's an extraordinary, frightening prediction. It is. I mean, but look, look back to um, you know back in back in the old days. I mean, that seemed to fix it the first time. It's not what you want. It's not what I want at all. But I mean, we're out of options. Whether in, uh, America's at stake. If we. If, if we lose it, it, our country's going to hell. Fed up with all the all the bullcrap in politics, and we know that we need to have good, freedom-loving candidates in office. This is absolutely stunning to me. That what has happened here in this framework is that if, in the in the argument that was just presented is that if we don't win this election, we're going to civil war. That is Lucifer's victory right there. We have no other options, he says. We have tons of other options. We have been given dominion by, by God Almighty. We have been given dominion over evil, and yet we constantly are getting trapped in this whole issue of this world and becoming part of this world, draining the energy of our soul. We are becoming narrowed down in our thinking. We were separating ourselves from the power of God. We're, we're forgetting our purpose of why we're here, and we're believing the lies that are being slipped in and whispered into our thoughts. Whether it's, and if you have a, a problem believing in the demonic force, then just we'll just say that you're, these thoughts are being shaped by the propaganda of media. It's the same principle in the end of the day. All of this is draining people down, and they're starting to believe in the most draconian and most horrible outcome, a civil war. And they're forgetting something very simple. God does not create evil children. He does not bring evil children into this world. The evil is, cre is brought into them through the torture and ritual abuse. That's the principle of torture and ritual abuse, is to break them and to open them in such a way that negative and spiritual negative forces can possess them, take over them, and create such fear and anxiety all the time that they can never escape and effectively Children that go through ritual abuse are soul cocooned at an early age so that they cannot function in any other way except through what the influences of the demonic desire. 
That's the whole origins of this. But God doesn't bring into this world evil children. And that's one of the craziest things that does exist within the Christian belief is that somehow God brings upon us horrible events. If you don't believe that, go around and talk to people. You'll hear these stories like, man, I lost, I lost a child. And, and, and I just talked to a, a church and they said, you need to pray and be thankful God gave you that because it's giving you trials and strengths in this world. That is the biggest lie going. God does not pray and worship or give us pain. If so, we have the most evil God ever, and we know that's not true. This twisted nonsense that's infected our church has weakened the people, weakened the, the congregations, and it's given us an, a product of weak and feckless pastors across this nation. We have great power in ourselves that God gave us. We simply need to start understanding who we are and where this fight begins. This fight begins in the spiritual and is manifesting in the physical. And when we start to understand that, we're starting to reclaim our dominion over evil. When you proclaim the word of Christ and the blood of the cross upon evil, it has no power over you. It doesn't mean it's going to let go easy because it's pretty good at what it does. And it's had centuries to do this and get used to lying and people believe it. But when we start to believe in the power of the kingdom, we start to invoke a tremendous power of love in this world, an incredible power of love in this world. And all of these views that we're shaping here just dissipate. You know, from a simple marketing and motivational point of view, they'll tell you the more that you tell yourself something, the more you'll believe it. So in a motivational speech I went to years ago was a selling seminar. And the guy was a Christian, but he had simplified this down to something very simple, was that what the only person that hears us the most is ourselves, which I would say the person that hears us the most is God, but nonetheless his point's well taken. And he would take his hand and he would put it up to his, his lips and he would move it to his ear. And in the entire conversation, he would say, we hear ourselves more than anybody else, meaning that as we speak, we hear ourselves. And his point was that as we begin to shape negative images of the world, we will then believe the negative images and we will live into that reality. It's a different way of saying the same thing we're talking about tonight, because ultimately you drain your energy down and you bring yourself down to such a state that you can't get out of the block of negativity around you. When instead you frame the world in a positive view and you're constantly looking outward and upward into heaven and the power of the kingdom, you're, you're building a resistance to this influences that are around us. But the demonic force has a high upper ground here because it has convinced people again that this world is increasingly falling apart, that the doom and gloom is before us, that there's soon to be nuclear war on the horizon, that we cannot avoid the, the end of humanity. That, and why is all this leading? It's leading to the exact trap that they want everybody in because they're proving to people that humanity is imperfect, that it's incapable of doing things as it is. The core of that message is God failed. God failed in the creation of humanity, and therefore we must change humanity into transhumans. And in order to do that, we must put the technology in ourselves that will allow us to transition into a hybrid human form, which will be our next evolution, which will be greater than what God did because we as men created it and put it in us. Therefore, we're greater than God. And the whole outcome of that is the necessity to keep the meat sack, you, your body alive and to keep it alive, but to keep it controlled, they have to put your soul in a cocoon. That's the simple process. And to do that, they have to drain your spiritual or life energy down to such a state that you can now be controlled or possessed to such a degree that you become little more than a drone for what they want you to do. And in many parts of this country and in the world, it's already happening. If you have any questions about that, check the violence out in Chicago, Detroit, New York City. These people that are executing these violent acts against one another randomly, they're ultimately now soul cocoon. They have been completely taken over by whatever influences they are using, whether it's demonic or outside, and they are literally being controlled because they have nothing left in the glory and the beauty of what God gave them as a beautiful being in soul and spirit, 
it's all now dormant and sucked down within them. It is literally, if you could, if you could manage to hear that inner voice, that inner voice would be screaming in pain and horror, but has no control over the physical body and no control of the mind. Never in a time has it been more important for people to start realizing the, who we are and how we get our true power. It's just, it continues to be unbelievable to me, just like today. What does today represent? We know what it represents. It's the end of Samhain. It's the most horrific day of the year where there's more ritual sacrifices and blood sacrifices that occur today than any other day. And yet, we go around like it's no big deal. We ignore it as a, as a culture. We celebrate it, in fact, which only feeds to their energy. And those that aren't celebrating it pull back and they say, oh, oh, it's, it's dark, it's evil. We need to retract and protect ourselves, which I totally disagree with. I want you to hear this piece because this is the conclusion. This guy draws some really good analysis, but he concludes with the idea that as Christians, we need to pull away from all of this, retract, and protect our families, which is exactly opposite of what we need to be doing. But take a listen. Most of y'all probably remember this creepy event from almost a year ago, this concert, Astro World, where a bunch of people were killed at a concert that featured some creepy demonic themes, and there was a stampede, and about eight people were killed. Well, just yesterday... In Seoul, South Korea, we had a very similar event, Halloween party, almost a year to the date later, where 150 people were trampled to death from an unknown stampede. And as I read about this today and read different articles about it and thought about what happened in Astroworld in Houston and what happened here in South Korea, my mind made the connection, a, a creepy connection from the Bible. Let me read you this creepy Connection here in Mark chapter 5, Jesus is dealing with a demoniac who's so demon possessed it says that he's possessed by a legion of demons, right? And as Jesus is getting ready to cast these demons out, here's what it says. All right, here's what the demons said uh, to Jesus. He replied, My name is Legion, for we are many, and begged him earnestly not to send him out of the country. Now a great herd of pigs was feeding on the hillside, and they begged him, saying, Send us to the pigs and let us enter them. So Jesus gave them permission. The unclean spirits came out of the man. They entered the pigs, and the herd, numbering about 2,000, rushed down the steep bank and into the sea and drowned in the sea. Do you see the similarity here? There were so many demons that they caused this entire herd of pigs to stampede, and all of them died. And we've had two events that were centered around evil, one around Halloween, the other around a demonic concert. And there was a stampede that killed a lot of people. Why do I bring this up? I believe we are in the end times. And we are seeing this demonic evil outpouring all over the world. And as this starts to happen more and more, we as Christians need to be aware of the evil that is around and avoid it. We need to stay close to the Lord. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Stay in the Word of God. Stay in prayer. And keep our families safe. Um, In my opinion, demons cause these events. They don't have any other explanation. I agree. Demons cause the events, but I absolutely disagree that we need to stay away from it. Do you imagine if Jesus did that? Oh, by the way, Pharisees are all evil. I'm not going to go visit them. Oh, by the way, that dude that had demons, he's got a legion of them. I'm going to let him be. I got to keep walking, get away from him. Oh yeah. By the way, that storm is raging. I'm jumping off the boat. I'm not even going to get on the boat. I'm just going to let them go across and have it themselves. This is nonsense. And this is the product of what's come in the modern Christian teaching. Absolute nonsense. It is a nonsense that says we must be afraid of evil. (laughs) No, it doesn't say that anywhere. It says that we have dominion over evil. It says that we stand in the face of evil and we crush it. That's what it says. And instead, we are retracting because we don't have the tools or the framework in which to understand how we are to deal with this. People see evil and they shirk back because they're like, oh, no, what am I going to do? They're going to come after me. No, we have been given authority through Christ Jesus himself to, have, to be 
have dominion of the earth. But the problem is that all of this that we're manifesting is manifesting from sin. And here's the problem with that phrase, because most people go, okay, well, I wonder what I did wrong today. I, maybe I picked my nose in public. I might have stubbed my toe. When we start, it's because we start everything from the physical world. When we reframe our world appropriately and realize that we are operating first in the spiritual realm, we begin to understand the cosmic contract law, which is very simple is that as we conduct a sin, we are now opening the door for evil to penetrate our armor. We are literally giving it right to penetrate our armor. And if we don't repent for the sin to heal the wound, repent it before Christ, and therefore seal the armor, evil has an ability to enter into us, work with us, and influence us. That is the effectiveness of being a sinner in the world. So what happens in spiritual manifests in physical. So if we're going to go out and celebrate the worship of the murder of children, I have some bad news for you. You're condoning the right for evil to influence your behavior in a most horrific way. This is the world in which we operate, but we don't have the proper framework of rules. We should be out here boldly in the face of evil. We should be walking profoundly as representatives of kingdom. We've been given that. If Christ has dominion over heaven and earth, and he's given this to the sons of God to rule earth, that means effectively Christ is, to use this metaphor, he's the sheriff and he's deputized every one of us in terms of kingdom work. And if that's the case, there is nothing that should be bringing us down. There shouldn't be an ability to draw us down into soul cocooning because we are so great in that power that we've been given that dominion by heaven, by God himself, by the God of gods, the one God, the true God, the God of hosts, which by the way is host is the God of legions of great armies of angels. We have to reframe our world. We have to reframe and relens how we're doing things, and we have to start getting authoritative in the proper way. And how does authority come? It doesn't come from ego. It comes from humility, and it comes from repentance. And through those two things, we gain great authority within heaven. And that gives us authority here on earth as representatives of kingdom. And in that way, we will win. And as we move in that space, we have to also learn one of the greatest tools, which is forgiveness and the extension of love. Remember, forgiveness is not justice, it's mercy. And love is the center of all things in kingdom. So, we have to accept repentance. We have to use forgiveness as our main tools. And we have to walk with humility. And when we do that, we are reclaiming our position in kingdom to be authorities on this earth as representatives of kingdom and all that God will give us in that space. So the time is very real. What is happening here is, is we are in a spiritual war that's manifesting around us in physical form. And we have to get energized and get focused on what it's going to mean to win that war. And it goes back to the principles again and again. Accept Christ in your life. Repent of your sins. Forgive and love thy neighbor. These are critical. All of these. And as we do that and we then walk humbly in the world by choice, we then walk into this world as powerful representatives of kingdom. Let's pray. Father, as we come here this evening, we choose to humble ourselves before you in a glorious way, understanding that in this time, in a world filled with the lies of Lucifer, being twisted and turned in such a way that it's diminishing the power and the greatness and the glory which you created us in. And sadly, it's by our own free will. Forgive us for those sins. Forgive us for that walk and transgressions. And hear our hearts, Father, as we put before us whoever joins in this prayer that we will bear those sins of this nation upon us 
to open the hearts of the many that are still walking in darkness. Father, on this night, on this day, a day that is so known for sacrifice, we proclaim that this day is a kingdom day, that we will take this night back, this day back, and we pray for the power and the grace and the glory of the army of angels to sweep down and to save and protect every child that's at risk. Hear our heart, Father. Hear our heart from the glory of the kingdom. That we pray now that we can have the war angels enter into our space to literally protect the children from the horrors that they may face and to energize those, to stand those up that are standing with the loving kingdom and the authority of kingdom to step into this world and be mighty men of God. Guide us, protect us, and lead us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Lots to consider. A reframing that has to happen. Dialogues that have to change. Talking about possession, demonic influences, they can't be some fringe garbage any more than chemtrails. If you think about where we've gone... Five years ago, if you mentioned chemtrails, people are going to hand you a roll of tinfoil that they bought at Costco, and they're going to tell you you're going to need the giant roll because you're that whacked out. Five years later, we're in a place where if you talk about chemtrails, increasingly people are paying attention because they're realizing that something's wrong. The same is true now with understanding the nature of this war that we're in. You might get a tilted dog look where they're going to look at you like you're out of your mind if you start talking about demonic forces. Fine. Pray on it. Let God guide you in your words. But I will assure you that the more that this discussion is had, the more that the reality will be presented and the more that we will begin to understand the true nature of the world we're in. And it doesn't begin with this meat sack which we possess. Rather, it begins in the spiritual world. And it's there that we are ultimately going to be accountable anyway. Because in the end, this meat sack's not going with us. We're going to stand before God, and he's going to look into our heart, and he's going to ask a simple question. And it's not going to be how many scriptures you memorized. He's going to ask you this. Let me see the reflection of my son in your heart and how you live that in your life. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight. Until then or until the next time. God bless, and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to 
to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words, in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 